0: I'm Rachel I'm a writer and I live in New York this is my best friend Stephanie I'm also a writer and I live in Dublin although there is a physical separation of 3,000 miles that has not stopped us remaining best friends
1: I think it's slightly more than 3,000 miles but we'll let that slide we speak on average twice a day probably text every day and we speak most days I would say you probably want less but I always want more (laughs) We are best friends and we want to explore the concept of friendship and relationships. So, in this series, we're going to look at different types of relationships ones that we were maybe born into, some that we were thrust into, or forced into, some that we were forced out of, and some that we chose. They're all situationships. Welcome to the show.
0: So today we're going to talk about housemates and this can happen when you're thrown into a situation where you're living under the same roof as people you might not know.
1: You have to listen to their love life and their rows. You have to like smell their cooking and like look at their pubic hair on the bathroom floor. It's gross. Sounds like your worst nightmare. It is my worst nightmare. It was my worst nightmare. So how did you ever wind up leaving home? Well... If I didn't leave home at like the time when I did leave home, I probably never would have. So my mother kind of politely kicked me out, even though she didn't want me to leave either. But uh, I had to cut the umbilical cord sometime.
0: A polite moving out. So did she forcibly escort you off the premises?
1: No, she didn't. I drove myself on the Sunday night to move and I left it like so long. I left it until it was dark, maybe six, seven o'clock in the evening just dragging it out as long as I could my clothes were sitting in bags in the hallway and they smelled of roast chicken because I'd let them sit there all day while she was cooking and then I drove myself and my friend Grace who ended up moving in with me and we lived together for three years I drove her from Mallow to Cork I mean it sounds like I was moving to Russia right it's only like 25 minutes from Mallow it's literally down the road yeah and I actually I moved on a Sunday and I stayed at my mum's house on the Wednesday night again oh that's adorable Yeah I just kind of I never really stayed I never spent a weekend away and I'd say I stayed there three maybe four nights a week max.
0: Wow. I think when I moved to college I didn't go back once before Christmas break. So you moved in with Grace and she was kind of your link to home. Did you make any other friends with your new housemates? Did you do the whole like freshers week oh here we go let's all be friends?
1: No I hated it and I tried to micromanage it too so like on the first night I hated going clubbing, I hate going out, but I understood that people wanted social life. So I tried to organise at the house, that we have a house party and that people drink in the house and we never leave. But sure, of course, once they had a few, they all wanted to leave and I couldn't kind of control it. So I was always trying to organise like poker nights and uh, house parties so (laughs) that we didn't have to go out, 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 out actually became a phrase.
0: Right, so you're quite a tidy person. I've been to your house, you've been to my house and I know you definitely as someone who likes to keep their environment quite clean. So how did you cope
1: with college and the ensuing disgustingness of seven roommates? Well, I hung out at your house. (laughs) I also didn't cook too much. There was a lot of dominoes. There was a lot of, I had a car so there was a lot of drive-through McDonald's and stuff Mm -hmm. but I also micromanaged my own space. So my bedroom, I always only had like my gear bag with my clothes for the week and there was a television in my room and then I had, like, my toothpaste and my toothbrush and I would, like, clean the rim of my toothpaste so that, like, there was no excess toothpaste. Like, I I just cleaned two... Like, I just impeccably cleaned everything that was in my control to clean. Wow. So did you really struggle with the concept that there was no adults, there was nobody in charge? There was nobody in charge and, like, I chose to live in a student village... Um, because there was a security man and then sometimes, please don't tell, well, okay. <laughs> the, sometimes <laughs> You're telling was, them now. There was a house party once in our house and I didn't like it because it was too loud and I was tired. So I rang the security and complained, pretended to be from a different house and complained that there was a house party and they needed to shut it down. And then all my friends were complaining about whoever next door complained them the night before. I, didn't I was know like, it was you, you little do, spy. Do, 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 do. Yeah, but like, I needed to sleep. I need my sleep. I think I'm painting it badly. I think we should talk to Grace because there is the other side of the coin. I think she has very happy memories of that place. Let's I don't have so Grace. much.
2: Hi, Stephanie. How are you? I'm
1: fine. How are you? <laughs> oh,
2: I'm great. Missing you loads, obviously, since we since we parted ways years ago
0: Are you? I'm, I'm Stephanie's friend Rachel and I want to know do you really miss her as a friend or as a housemate?
2: Both to be honest because she was to be honest I think Stephanie was a bit of a nightmare for other people but for me she was absolutely great How come? I don't know, she was always, I hope she, I bet Stephanie will absolutely kill me now for saying this, but she was always like pushing the boundaries with other people to, to kind of like get to know them. But in like in lots of ways, she'd be like kind of like putting them out a bit or just kind of like rubbing them up the wrong way on purpose.
1: Ruffling feathers see, on purpose. Like,
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was just like absolutely hilarious living with Stephanie
1: Reisner. But I also know that I used to do that because you were like in the background sniggering laughing and then I'd come back in and be like, wasn't that gas? I remember like hiding food, belonging to people and like just playing tricks on people and like coming into your room once being like, look what I took. And you'd be like, oh my God, Stephanie, you can't be doing that.
2: Yeah, it was exactly like that, yeah.
1: I was talking about earlier how I wasn't really into the nightclub scene in UCC and how Mm -hmm. I was always trying to get people to stay in and, like, have a poker night or, like, go to McDonald's (laughs) or trying to get you to, like, commit to doing something so that you wouldn't go out. Do you remember that?
2: Yeah, I I do. Yeah, I very clearly remember that. (laughs) I remember driving around Cork City with, like... Oh my God! What was the song? Um, Keen. It was no. It was that song from um, you know, Heathcliff. <laughs> Heathcliff, it's me, yeah. okay. Oh
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> really loudly really loudly with the windows down while everyone else was like in rafters or something
1: on a night (laughs) out you would
2: make me drive yeah you would make me drive around and and like just play that loudly
1: (laughs) i remember seeing sometimes like the look in your eyes as you sat in my car with a hot water bottle pining for the night out you weren't having (laughs) and me trying to be like but i can be as entertaining so,
0: Grace, when Stephanie and you, you were going to UCC, you knew, obviously, in advance, who asked who to live with who? How did it work?
2: Um, I think Bernie may have mentioned it, Stephanie's mother, kind of like, wouldn't it be great if you lived together?
1: I remember your dad. I think your dad thought that I was like a sensible person to live with.
2: Definitely, yeah. Yeah, Sean Connelly taught Stephanie Breisner. <laughs> Won't let anything go <laughs> drastically wrong. Yeah, like I was <laughs> like a safe Like house bet. burning down or something. Yeah, definitely, yeah. but so I think it was like a lot to do with our parents, which is quite sweet, really. Mm.
1: And then you wanted to, so in each of the houses, there was one double bedroom. And yeah. Grace wanted the double bedroom. And I would have liked it, but I would rather live with Grace and have a single room then have a double room and not live with Grace so she, I she always got the double so room. So that's a pretty, pretty good compromise. I thought so.
0: Yeah. So Grace, you <laughs> compromised a lot by driving around with Steph listening to crazy songs and because Steph has this image of herself certainly in college as being so difficult and so awful but it doesn't sound like that was always the case or was it?
2: No, yeah, no, it definitely wasn't. Like to be honest, like lots of the people we lived with were I, I would consider it difficult and like Stephanie was just like a dream to live with to be honest. Like,
1: in the 10 years or whatever that has passed since you've lived with like different people in different countries in different situations have yeah. how did like living with me measure up to some of the horror stories you've had or some of the fun times that you've had?
2: Um, I think probably living with you was probably yeah it was the best and it was definitely the most fun. The ones I've had outside of university were you know not great to be honest. I think maybe you just kind of get out of university and you just you've had enough of living with people. At that you stage. run out of patience, don't you? Yeah, you do. And like when you come home from work and the house is messy, it's like you just absolutely hit the roof because you know you're just thinking, why should I be putting up with this? Whereas in uni, I was always a bit more relaxed. So like I think by the time I got out, I just had a, I'd had a, I'd had enough back then.
1: I think we were pretty sure. compatible in terms of like cooking and cleaning and then when the kitchen was really yeah. disgusting being like let's just go out to eat remember once I cooked spaghetti bolognese and I left the paper thing on the mince oh my god <laughs> I think that's a uh, rite of passage <laughs> and then Grace is like there's paper in this <laughs> And we used to the like,
2: It's fine, it's fine, but I was actually like livid.
1: Yeah, you were really tick about it, like.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was like, I. This is your thyroid, turn to cook. You leave the paper, <laughs> but it was so funny because, like, for the first five minutes, I was like, the texture is just off, but I didn't know why. And
1: I was like, no, no, and that's just meant to be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it didn't even matter when your boyfriend moved in as well. And we became like a, like a trio. Even though.
2: (laughs) And then he would be in the backseat of the car driving around Cork.
1: Texting you with romping rumping Grace, we need to get out of this car. I'd say you're a really easygoing housemate though. Like, you know, you... Get on pretty well with everyone. Have you had any horror stories? I mean, New York, Americans are crazy.
0: They are crazy. And I like to think that I am very easygoing too and very easy to live with. But I think I was the nightmare for this woman, Charmaine. So when I first moved to New York, I didn't know Seoul. I didn't know left from right or east from west or north from south, as everything is in that city. And I went on Craigslist because I'd heard that was where you go. Um, and I found a woman who was renting out a spare room on a week-to-week basis. I thought, this is ideal. And earlier that day, I'd had an interview for for a job at a taco bar. So I rock up to the open house with my rucksack and my flip-flops. And I was like, hi. And she was like, oh, you brought all of your things. And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to be really honest with you. I got here three days ago. Don't really know what's going on. Hopefully I have a job. Um, Don't have a place to live, but I'm really nice. And she was kind of like, okay, well, I have some other people viewing. We'll see how it goes. So I get the call on Friday that I've gotten the job and I'm just crossing my fingers that she's going to let me move in. And she rings me and she says, you know, I think that you seem like a nice person. I'd like to offer you the room. You can move in on Monday. And I just kind of crossed my fingers and I said, that's great. Um, I'm actually starting a new job. Is there any chance I could move in tonight? And she let me. So I thought this is great. She's going to be really cool did not turn out to be the case she was the craziest person that I have ever lived with and there's so many stories but I think it started off with she put her back out shortly after I moved in and would scream my name to come and help her get out of bed and go to the toilet and I was like I don't know you I met you two days ago I'm not super comfortable with this but also I'll help out you know I'm a nice person I try to do what I can um and then one day, anyway, I was in work in my new job, which I'd only been in for about six weeks at this stage. And uh, my manager said, oh, your roommate was in for her training day today. And I kind of looked at what? her like, sorry. She said, yeah, Charmaine, she's your roommate, isn't she? This girl had gone to my place of work to apply for a job, had not told me, done an interview, had not told me, and had actually started and still hadn't told me. So when I got home that day, I said, "So." We work at the same place now. That's interesting. And she was kind of like, oh, well, I didn't want to let you know in case you got your hopes up and then I didn't get the job and you were disappointed.
1: In case uh, you got a barring order.
0: <laughs> in case I said, give me back my life. Anyway, she only lasted a few days. So thankfully uh, it didn't go, go too wrong. But How she did was you move weird. out? I moved out because Hurricane Sandy was rolling through and I didn't know that and then I left a window open. And she said, this isn't working out. I shouldn't have to police my own windows. And I said, you absolutely shouldn't. I'll start looking for a new place right away. So that very night in my same taco bar job, I was training in a nice young man called Miles. And I told him that I was looking for a place to live. And after about two hours of knowing him, he said, well, I actually have a spare room. I just moved house and we're looking for a fourth roommate if you want to come by and have a look. And I said, yeah, cool. And basically took the room side on scene. And how long did you live with him for? So I lived with Miles for three and a half years, a little over three years. And he was absolutely a, a dream come true. He was the best roommate I've ever had. And I'm still sad we don't live together in some ways. Um, so, in the interest of massaging my own ego, I asked Miles, start off on the right place, what the best thing was about living with me as a roommate. And this was his answer. <laughs>
3: There's a lot of good things about you, Rachel. Go figure. Go oh, figure. You, I just like the fact that whenever I came home and you were there, we could hang out. And it didn't matter what time it was. It didn't matter what mood both of us were in. I mean, how many nights would I come back at 30, 3 o'clock in the morning, you know, spiraling into this, I think I'm going to fail out of law school. Let's... Let's have a let's have a beer, and I'll try not to scream, and you just go, "Oh, yeah, Maybe
0: yeah, I miss that. Great. I miss the late night chats, and I feel like the change going from having a much more peer based relationship is that it's no big deal if I say, "Hey, miles, your shit is all over the floor. Can you like move your bag into your room or sometimes I just kick it into your room, be fine, right. You know, there's all of these things that you have to negotiate, oh yeah, when you're living with. A romantic partner that I feel like when you're living with friends, it's just things are a little bit more light. They're not they don't have the same weight because it's like, ah, whatever, if you do something I don't like, it's no big deal. I might not even see you for another three days.
3: Right. There's that. And then there's also, I mean, taking it kind of to extremes. And I mean, thankfully, we were never really like this. But in a roommate situation, that's really, really crappy. You can always just leave. And I mean, if the your relationship is crappy with your partner then like leave too but the things that annoy you can be very different in those situations so rachel i hate rules i, I hate rules and like we got this is this is why we got on really well but i just think we got really lucky yeah I, I, think. I think
0: so and also because we the three of us just had a massive capacity to not really care about the
3: small yeah. stuff I mean just didn't care that much. Yeah. The key, the key was not care. Also, if somebody does something that annoys you, understand that they aren't doing it intentionally. They're not doing it for you. And then also whenever you do have a real problem, communicate it. Yeah. Just be straight up. Just say, you know, your dirty laundry is actually like crossing into the hallway. Like, please don't do that. Or, you know, please clean these 20 dishes that we've had here for two weeks that would be great we weren't exactly a group of people for passive aggressiveness which i appreciated
0: yeah we were all reasonably direct but also genuinely like quite relaxed and oblivious to most things which is an interesting combination
3: right and i mean there were instances where we could have been a little bit better and i mean the one thing that i'm talking about is kitchen sink yeah. Kitchen sink is the one thing you know, you can let a whole bunch of things slide, but if uh if you
0: can't get to the sink yeah, because if, the dishes are piled yeah, so high,
3: if you can't cook anything, if you can't if there's so much uh dirt and everything going on that you can't even wash the dishes to put them in a drying rack and and that kind of situation, then it gets really bad. That's where that was our one all of our big one point of contention, but Other than that. Yeah,
0: I mean, we had a tiny kitchen. There was three people that really liked to cook. Yeah. So if, uh, you know, your sister or a younger person who was heading into the working world, you know, out of this sort of safety of the college cocoon, Mm -hmm. what advice would you give them for for picking roommates or navigating roommate relationships?
3: It's really hard because there's a lot of different people out there. I guess one of the big things, you never really know. You never 100% know how a person is going to be as a roommate. So just don't think you do.
0: Yeah, Uh, you never know someone until you live with them.
3: Right. And so I will say, look out for clear warning signs, as in, have you seen this person stealing a lot of shit? (laughs) Uh, You know, uh, has this person told you repeatedly how they haven't paid rent on their last place and they're planning on squatting it? you know do that if you're into that that's cool but um (laughs) does this person only play music at night are you cool with that will your neighbors hate you and get you evicted because of that you know just look for clear warning signs and think about what you are really interested in and what you're looking for in a living situation because you know when we were right out of college we just wanted to hang out and party all the time and figure out how to not get kicked out for doing that and we had a great time doing that and i don't regret that um now that we're a bit older you want somebody a little less dangerous and
0: that's a good way to put it um a little bit more relaxed
3: right
1: I actually can vouch for that sink. Like, that's, that is what has stayed with me from that interview. Like, I could not in a million years have lived with you guys. I was in your house a couple of times. It was messy. It was so dirty. No, no, not messy. Come on, like, there was cats everywhere. We had three cats. There was cat hair everywhere. There was cat hair in the sink. There was dishes in the sink. I think I even cleaned your kitchen once. Um, My grandfather used to say there's no such thing as love. There's only compatibility mm. and I don't know if that is right in terms of love but and I don't know what that says about my grandmother but <laughs> um, I think compatibility is the thing with housemates and what Miles is saying there is totally right but I would also go so far as to say that if you're looking for a housemate just be very clear on what you are like because sometimes people pretend in the early stages to be okay with things. Mm. I don't do that. I'm like, no, this is it. I don't like having people over to the house. We don't have a doorbell. I don't want people calling. I don't want you to do this. I don't want you to do this. And if you don't want to live with that, then we should know that from the get go, right? It makes it easier because at least
0: then the expectations are clear. And there are a lot of ways that it can go very wrong when you're living with strangers. Did it go wrong with Miles? Or how did you why did you it didn't go wrong with us. Um I moved in with my boyfriend. And then shortly after that, he moved in with his girlfriend. So it was a very nice parting. I think if one of us had just left, it would have been devastating. Oh, but because the abandonment would have Couldn't been. have coped, couldn't have coped. But it was really nice the way the timing worked out uh, with Miles, because I feel like if we had both stayed single, we would have just continued living together pretty much indefinitely. I think there's a certain amount uh, when you live with someone of taming that you do. You know, you train your housemates to be compatible with you and you are likewise trained. Some people would call it compromising. Um, But certainly I have noticed um, with a romantic relationship, there's a certain amount of more aggressive training that goes on where it has to be known that it is simply unacceptable to take your socks off in the kitchen and leave them there because socks go in the bedroom. You know, you can take them off in the bedroom and leave them on the floor. And eventually they'll make their way to the laundry hamper. But like, why are you taking off your socks in the kitchen?
1: Okay, I can't relate to socks in the kitchen, but I do think that my housemate and I, Cahill, have a... Well, certainly I have a more hands-on approach with him. Although he doesn't do too much. In fact, he's so accommodating that sometimes I feel like a bully, you know? I I, am... What's that word? I am... Pushy indulged you know like he (laughs) hey (laughs) ouch like he does humour me a lot more than other people which makes me want to make him sign a contract that he will never move out because I want to live with him forever and ever
0: well you know you could tell him it's a bill or you want his autograph and you could con him into it but
1: I don't think that's a great basis for a long (laughs) friendship. (laughs) Probably isn't.
0: At this stage.
1: Could you sign this legal document? I wonder what he gets out
0: of living with you.
1: I don't know. Let's ask him.
0: So, Cahill, you have lived with Stephanie now for seven years. You know each other well. But what was your first impression of her?
4: Um, Well, I have known Stephanie longer than Stephanie has known me. Like I think I've known Stephanie since she was about like ten.
1: You've known of me. You I've haven't... known
4: of Stephanie. Everyone in Mallow County Cork has known of Stephanie. First Everybody as like the girl who hangs around the swimming pool with like the swimming pool gang. You know, they were <laughs> a very elite cool club who like hung around the vending machines. Um and then she was the first girl in the history of Mallow to get a mini.
1: A Mini Cooper.
4: So, not a mini skirt. No, not a mini. <laughs> Thank skirt. God. Um so she was just Drive around town near Mini Cooper.
0: So you knew her as Stephanie with the Mini? Mm-hmm. And do you remember a moment where you felt like, okay, now we're actually friends?
4: I don't know. I think maybe it was like the first time we went out to some play or theatre thing or...
0: Yeah. An after party. First time you hung out outside the house.
4: Yeah. Like, we well, we would have always hung out inside the house. Like, we would always do... That's what housemates tend to do.
1: Lunches. They don't. They don't. Sometimes oh, no. it's like, sorry, would anyone mind if I watched the news at six o'clock? And then other people go to oh, their rooms. Oh, you guys were
0: straight into, let's all sit together and watch yeah. and eat and...
1: let's all Netflix and chill. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. In the platonic sense of Netflix and chill. But we have chill.
4: that, like, you know, communal thing of... We're all from Malo and from the country and trying to take over Dublin. So we had that like bonding moment.
1: The freelance lifestyle as well. Mm. It was a kind of a sleepy household for a while. And then we all got ambitious at the same time. It worked like it, you know. Stephanie, um, she likes
0: things the way that she likes things, shall we say. So how do you fit into that? Does, do you ever kind of want to go, no, let's shake it up and do it different? Or are you happy enough to go with the way that things...
4: No, like, I'm really easy going like for someone so like i'm an uptight person like Mm -hmm. i'm very uptight but like when it comes to small details and like where the mugs go and when to put the trash out and like how to clean the room and you know as in where do all the different things that go on the mantelpiece like they all have a specific place and they need to be there just so stephanie you know knows where they are at all times (laughs) um i think maybe because like i have like three brothers and a sister and we used to live in like like when we were younger we lived in like a two-bedroom apartment so there'd be like three of us in a bedroom and i've always shared a room with someone growing up until i was like moved out for college
0: so you know how to not take things too personally
4: yeah and you just like you know what things to like let go you know I once decided that an aloe vera plant should go you know it had a lovely it it really I think increased the feng shui of our living room Mm -hmm. and and Stephanie came into the house picked it up and just threw it in the bin
1: (laughs) we call it aloe vera gate the thing was that I had come back from Los Angeles and I opened the front like the sitting room door and the first thing I said after two weeks away was why is there an aloe vera plant on the floor (laughs) And they were like, hello. And I was like, hi, but why is why there is an here? aloe vera plant on the floor? And he called and was like, that's where it lives. I was like, oh. And I was like, Monica and friends, who was like, oh, but why don't we try putting it over here? Um, and then I realized that to put it somewhere else was too passive aggressive because then I was being like, no, my taste overrules your taste. So I was like, the most neutral thing to do here is put this in the bin.
0: That's so I not put
1: neutral. The aloe vera plant in the bin. Yeah. It was hilarious.
4: Like, I didn't mind. Particularly, I wasn't emotionally attached to the aloe vera plant. I don't even think I bought it. It was my aloe vera plant. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah. like, I think you just have to, like, let those tiny things go. And I think it's interesting in that, like, we weren't friends. We moved in with each other. But we've become such good friends from living with each other. Hmm. And you hear hundreds of stories of best friends moving in with each other after college or for college. And it just tears them apart because they assume that the other person is a certain way because they see them you know yeah. in their outside life but not indoors whereas we met in an indoor life so like Steph's become like almost like family like I've lived with Stephanie longer if not the same time as some of my siblings
0: and you get to see each other go through massive life changes and kind of become the people that you are today
1: yeah yeah, and they become your sanctuary but I don't think you and I could live together Rich. absolutely we- not no we, we just <laughs> Like you- because you know that look Stephanie does when
0: an aloe vera plant <laughs> appears in the wrong place where the eyebrows yeah. go right up into the hairline and she goes
1: oh <laughs> so this is where the aloe vera plant lives I
0: I would I wouldn't be able to deal with that reaction on a daily basis but when you get that reaction or do you get that reaction anymore Uh maybe sometimes I
4: don't know I don't, I don't think, think so. he notices I think I've <laughs> to like do you know sometimes when you're like it's like say if I want uh, this is just like happenstantial situation if I wanted to like I was like I'm going to get a new plant because I watched Queer Eye for the Straight Guy and I've been inspired to do up all the interiors in the house I would probably question myself before I went to the checkout and be like would Stephanie
1: be happy if this was like in the house or like would it be like too much clutter you know and yet like if I'm choosing things for the house I'm like Cahill has the design eye so I'm like (laughs) Cahill can you help me pick a rug so as
0: long as it's your decision he can have the final say.
1: I just don't really like things that gather dust. So anything <laughs> that has an unnecessary function, I'm like, but why do we need that thing?
0: So that is definitely why we could never live together because my apartment uh, resembles... Um,
1: a thrift shop. A thrift
4: shop, In fact, yeah.
0: that's where all of your stuff comes from. It's basically organic now at this point. There's things growing on things. No, not really. But I do I, have a lot of plants.
4: Like, I'm sure that I do awful things that Stephanie uh, would hate. Like, I'm not... I'm not Does a perfect he? princess. Like, no,
1: like... Like we all, you have your things, but there's nothing that you do that I bite my tongue about. And I'm like, I'm not going to say that because I say it, you know.
0: The thing that I'm curious about with housemates is all of the conversations we're having is when you're living with friends or when you're living with strangers, but of course your first housemates are your parents. And I know a lot of people that have have to move back in with their parents.
1: And that is a very difficult relationship because yes, they're still your parents, but you have to navigate because they're now your housemates. And are they the rule makers or is it like a shared living space? So today we're going to talk to some, uh, a couple who have had their adult sons. Let me get this clear. Move out, move back in, share bunk beds together. Move back out and now one of them is moving back in again. The boomerang right.
5: sons. Yeah. <laughs> the boomerang <laughs> sons. The boomerang brothers. Eh? And yeah.
1: what, what is the experience for you guys? Rather, we were not talking to them. So what is the experience like for you when you have your, you raise your children, they fly the nest, yay, yeah, and then you absolutely. have your freedom. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden there's a well,
5: Hello. there is that and there isn't, you know, I've always been close with them and I was sorry to see them go, but I realised that they had to go. And
1: when they left, did they, did you make any adjustments to your new space or did you like maintain their rooms or?
6: Oh, we maintained their well, room yeah, because they yeah. were still coming and going on the weekends, weekends and, holidays. and when they were playing matches and things like that, so Nothing really changed as such, other than you never knew whether they were going to be in or out. <laughs> right. So you know. So there
0: wasn't like a grand party. Hooray, we're finally free. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh,
6: no. Although every time they moved out, I was happy. I will say. Um, <laughs> oh, see, John's always happy.
5: You know, but I've I've always liked them being around. You oh, were, were you a little bit sad? Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, did very, you feel like very, oh, very much so. I'm on my own I, I, again? I like my boys around <laughs> me. You know, so,
6: whereas yeah. I was glad to see them go to do their own thing, to be their, do their own, own washing. people, um, because I left <laughs> <their> home. <laughs> yeah, I left home when I was eighteen, and I don't think I could have gone back. To live with my parents other than for visits and holidays. So I I suppose I wanted the same for them. Yeah. You know, that they would move out, be their own people. Start their own lives. Start their own Mm. lives. Mm. Yeah. You know, and make their own mistakes and mm. rather than have have us there the whole time. And so what is the dynamic when they move back in? Do they become like your children again? Or is there, you know, you work with people all the time. You might not necessarily like them, but you still have to have a working relationship with them. It's the same when he'll move back in. You know, I mightn't like the way he keeps his room, but that's it. That's how you're happy to live. But But do
0: you feel like there's an equal dynamic because, you know, if we're talking about living in a strictly house share with friends or with strangers, say it's very much there's a negotiation about things like cleaning and splitting the bills, but you're his mother, so you can just tell him. And and he either has to like it or, or lump it, or is there more of a back and forth?
5: We would have been very much like it or lump it in the past. Mm. Now, really, we can't really treat them like children anymore. They are <laughs> young men. Is that you know? hard? It, it's very hard to get your head around. <laughs> you know? They've always been my kids, my kids, yeah. my kids. And now suddenly, you know, really are independent of me they don't need me you know they do things well they do need yeah. you because oh, they be need homeless, you to save no? their house yeah, that's yeah. a
0: very practical and that's happening that happened before and that's happening again
6: yeah but yeah I, I can see what you're saying but you know if you don't do it for your own kids what's the point of it all yes mm-hmm. we can not take it with us and they're at in the situation where they need help and at the moment help looks like a bed, a bed at a home. A bed in our house. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and you so want to help them however you can.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it's a really interesting dynamic that is happening more and more these days because as you say, like the housing crisis, the rental market is so bizarre and crazy and getting worse that what used to be the natural order is that like your parents mm. or your housemates yeah. and then mm. you start to move in with friends. Mm. It's now like, well, actually it's totally legitimate to be thir- in your 30s and living with your parents and... Mm. Trying I, don't to think
6: find I a could. new not Can I, that's what I was just going to say. Can I ask, what if you had to move back in with your parents? I
1: couldn't. I could move back with my mother, but I would feel bad for how much she would have to adjust because I am quite controlling and I need my things, and my mother has always provided me with those things so she. I know that she would make adjustments that she didn't necessarily want to, to but she yeah. would yeah. and then I would feel like a, like a small Japanese child emperor <laughs> ruling the rest, <laughs> you know. Um, so how do you
0: feel about the parents that say, nope, you're out, you're not coming back, sell the family home and then they go off and live in Spain or, or something like that?
5: I couldn't imagine us. We We don't have anything fancy. It's only two years ago that we... Got our first mortgage and actually yeah. bought the house, but we've rented all all our life. Mm. But yeah, so we've never had that kind of affluence to be able to say, "Yeah, tough." <laughs>
6: right. I but always thought uh, once they hit eighteen that I would say to them, "Off you go, off you go." But I think because of the way things, um, I mean, they graduated from school in two thousand and eight and two thousand and nine, right in the middle of it. bang in the middle of you know so unless they went to college there wasn't anything for them yeah it's an interesting dynamic and I think you're absolute saints I think
1: you're heroes (laughs) (laughs) I (laughs) I think so too and I think that there are a lot of young people who don't have the parents that you are Mm -hmm. you know that have that safety net of going okay well I can always go back home if I need to
6: it works
5: both ways yeah, it, you know, it, it really works does, both ways
6: yeah. I mean we're you know we're heading into our old age hope, I'm hoping they'll look after God. us one day
5: <laughs> well they certainly
1: won't be able to say you no. never looked after me no they will not
5: <laughs> No, Dahi <thought> would
7: <laughs> <laughs>
1: he no, slept in that bug fair. we all saw it <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for coming in thank you very much Jim and
0: John and You're welcome. Welcome. listen People nice of the, the positive house sharing <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much thank you Let's get a bit of perspective because we have very different living styles, and we're going to talk to our resident psychologist, Alison Keating. What makes for a pleasant, happy, healthy home? Compatibility.
1: Compatibility.
7: That's what my granddad used to say. Yeah, There's I no like it. is love. Only
1: well, compatibility. Well,
7: that would make my heart break. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, but he wasn't the most romantic of men. <laughs> Maybe your grandmas as well. <laughs> but uh, no, I think compatibility and from listening to your your two experiences i think you were both well lucky and you put it in place that you you were with people with shared values shared living values yeah um because it's not the same as loving someone you will put up with more dirt and crap from someone you love than from someone you don't because it just becomes disgusting then mm-hmm. and disgust is such a strong emotion and we feel <laughs> immense disgust sometimes about other people like we, we think other people are, are dirtier and it's a very strong emotion and I think and it I th- comes up a lot when sharing with people
1: so do you think that we would um, be best to never actually live together even though we love each other's company temporarily Ooh, I think so I mean, I do too, but I want an actual psychologist to tell us so we can have a <laughs> oh God!
7: Still. Um I think you both answered your question because I think what I really liked was that you were totally straight up and I really liked that you were honest. And you know, rather than just like, oh, no, I'm totally fired about it, like, not putting the bins out. <laughs> <me>. <laughs> you, you were actually actually no, that drives me crazy. Um, and, and I loved that, honestly, and I think it's rare. People don't actually say, actually, I don't like this. And it puts boundaries in from the very beginning and no one is coming in under false pretenses. And I think that's the problem most times, say for students, is that you go in and everyone's pretending to be cool and nice and fun. Um, but at the end of the day, you have to sleep, you have to eat, you have to shower. And the basics of life, you know, play a, a major role. So I love the transparency. So transparency would be one tip. Yes. Compatibility. Yes, And and honest, like actually being honest and, and, and also in your living situation, everybody was quite laid back and that really worked. Picking your battles. Yeah. I loved that. You have to pick your battles.
0: Because to me, I think as a conflict avoidant person living with other conflict avoidant people, it's just not worth it for the little stuff. I'd rather just clean it myself than have to have that conversation But But you
1: didn't even do that. (laughs) Sometimes I did. (laughs) I've been in that house.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I did. But it did give more energy for the things that felt more important to me, like, as abstract as it sounds, the energy of the house. Like we had a very conversational house and we talked a lot about like philosophical utopias and there was just a, a lot more thought sharing than like actual resource sharing.
7: I think that's really nice. And I mean... There's there's rare times in your life, especially as an adult, where you will have that time to actually, you know, kind of cultivate those type of relationships and 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 have those great meaningful conversations. So that was the value and everybody shared that value. So it worked. So is there a way with housemates to
0: change dynamics? Because there were times towards the end of living in that house where I did think, God, this place is too messy. I wish that we had a cleaning rota, but it felt like we've been living together for two and a half years. I don't know how to set this up now because it's just not part of our deal.
7: Again, it's just about having really uncomfortable and difficult conversations. And I think it's something that you can only get better at with practice. And it's going to be uncomfortable. Um, and I think that's where people just go, and they, they, yeah. they're allergic to it. You know? No, I'm
1: totally fine with uncomfortable conversations. But even with Cahill, my housemate, like, he, we have had to have uncomfortable conversations and what he does, like you, Rachel, he's kind of, he's extremely conflict avoidant. He just goes silent Mm -hmm. and hopes that by being silent, I won't continue. And I'm like, Carl, I know you're, silent now but I'm going to keep asking this question until you respond and then eventually it's totally grand like it's uncomfortable for those 15 minutes but what I pride myself on is I'm really good at diffusing a situation once it's over and it's over and we've moved on and do you want coffee oh no look I spilled something that's really good so you go in with a really good
7: repair attempt yes so it's a very thoughtful relationship
1: I think that comes with years and and I think we got lucky but if you're choosing housemates what I've learned in this episode is be honest yeah. Be like extremely honest.
7: honest No seriously brutally honest It's not worth it No it's not
0: And like Also don't uh, pretend That you are A very spick and span Clean housemate.
1: Have you done that? Yeah <laughs> You just <laughs> Yeah Didn't you're setting out. yourself up For disappointment Or you're setting yourself up To be a disappointment To people
0: And now <laughs> that I Have my own space I do have my own routine And I do like it To be clean and tidy But on my terms Sure I don't bleach my bins Every week I don't think it's necessary but if someone did, that's okay. But now I have learned to just Yeah, and
1: I have learned that, like, I like the dishes to be washed, but I know that Cahill doesn't like to eat his dinner and get up and then wash his dishes straight away. He likes to wash them maybe later that night or in the morning, and then I'm totally fine with it. I know he's going to do it, and we don't have too many bowls, so he has to (laughs) wash one if he wants to eat again. No vacancies here for any housemates, but... Thank you for listening to today's episode of Situationships on Housemates. See you again soon. Bye. has been an Ojo production for RTE Radio 1.